Hey. Excuse me. Uh, I changed my name to uh, Joe. It's my dad's name. Also, changed my middle name to Mama. Joe Mama. Yeah. Pretty strong. Not the best. fixing it guys he's fit i'll summarize what he basically just said he said adam um it's pretty cool there we go he's the guy that is spearheading this podcast exactly what i said hard soul of it and uh listen to some music and that's it that's it you guys are caught up that's it and i have this fancy dancy um you know, copyright music thing from Epidemic Sound that I wanted to use for this little intro music. And uh, that's about it. And now we're going to turn that off. Okay, cool. They can hear me now. Um, So, yeah, man. Um, You went to the river yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I went hey. to the river, just like uh, hung out a little bit, played some purple ball. Um, that's what my girlfriend calls it. It's literally some just a, a purple a purple ball, and we throw it around. She calls it playing purple ball. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> so you pick play catch. Yeah. Purple ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, that was it. No do, unfortunately. I did have some later last yesterday, dude. Um, really good. I um, had some. I did. <clears throat> did you? I had some yesterday. It was pretty good. Okay. It was from Fountain Drink Mountain Dew. It's the best. One of the best. It was great. Was it regular? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. You got. I mean, sometimes you just gotta go original. We uh, we went bowling. Yeah. Uh, it okay. was for my nephew's 16th birthday, and. Nice. Uh, He's uh he's a good kid, man. He just like we asked him what he you know, his parents asked him what he wanted to do. And he was like, I wanna go bowling and I wanna do the uh the blazing challenge at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh nice. And just hang out with you guys. So we went bowling. 
Uh, I actually bowled incredibly well. I don't know how that happened because I've the only time I ever bowl well is like wee bowling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my uh, I I mean oh. I definitely tweaked my hand and my wrist, but it's all right. Oh, it's for glory. What do you end up bowling? It's like a two thirty something, two thirty five. Jeez, yeah. no, you didn't. <laughs> it was insane. It's insane. <laughs> it was freaking crazy. That's like near. That's like near professional. That's like dude. I I bowled. Um. The first the my first one was strike. And then the next one, I think I got a split. Um, and then the next one was a strike. I had, I, it was like so many strikes. It was insane. But I bowled so, so I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. But uh, I was like, I maybe should, maybe I should try this out. There's like a, a, a guy in the, a balding man with glasses in the corner. He's like, oh my God, Max, Max Waters. Who? He's like the professional bowler <laughs> scout. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He just roams around America. He, there's only one scout. <laughs> yeah, there's only one. It's him, <laughs> and he wears like a some, he wears like a light mail. tan suit. Yeah. Oh man, what's up, Arion? There he is. I was just talking about you, Arion. Um, so we went bowling, and then we. Oh, is uh, that him? Yeah, that's him. Wait. That's my oh, nephew. happy birthday, nephew, Arion. And he destroyed. Destroyed the Blazing Challenge, which, if Ooh. you don't know, at Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, the Blazing Challenge is ten wings in five minutes, and it's coated in Carolina Reaper sauce. And he finished it in, I think, just under three minutes. Wow! Yeah, it was like destroying. he did no sweat, nothing. Jeez! This man, like this man's stomach, he's just built different. Like, you should see the amount of tapatio that he puts on his uh, on his food. It's like incredible. Wow. We used to ask him when he was younger, <clears throat> like even before I I knew him, because um, this is Jessica's nephew, so my brother-in-law, mm -hmm. his son. Um, they'd be like, Darion, are you like, you know, you like all this hot sauce, and he'd put all this hot sauce on like everything, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like how are like is does your stomach feel all right like um are you feeling okay like like when you go to the bathroom afterwards like does it hurt and he's like no I feel fine <laughs> we're like okay all right buddy and uh, even the... <clears throat> but even after uh, the Carolina Reaper challenge he was like he was like panting a little bit and breathing hard and he went and like washed his hands for like thirty minutes. As he should, um, yeah. but I don't think he had any stomach issues. Ariana, if you're still there, let us know how your poop came out. Yeah, uh, yeah we need to know. We need to know. It's it's science. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I was. It was it was crazy. How well he did. Wow. Yeah, we uh we did before the pandemic. So like uh, last year, I think I, I lose track of time now. Mm -hmm. Anyways, before me and Emily's friends did the Hot Ones Challenge, like the YouTube yeah. channel Hot Ones, and they bought like a bunch of the hot sauces on. Oh, yeah. And uh, I thought I was pretty good with like heat, like hot stuff. And then we get to the last one. I don't remember <clears throat> what it was, 
uh, like the bomb or something like that. And it was oh like, yeah, man, this is like ooh. Me and Emily had like had fucking explosive poops for the next couple of days, man. It was insane. Yeah, he says my stomach felt fine after the challenge, no issues. He's just there. We go. He's built different, man. Dude, I I told him so. He's interested in starting a YouTube channel too and doing uh like Twitch and he's just not sure like what he wanted to do. Um, yeah. and I told him I was like, dude, that's like that's your challenge, like King Hot Wing. Or something. Yeah. You know? Dude, um, people love that. Like, going through challenges, <laughs> doing hot wing stuff, see how, like, hot you can handle. And, uh, like, he, he did it with no, because you have to do it with uh, no drinking. You can't, like, wipe your hands or anything. Um, obviously, there was, like, you know, a thing in there about no vomiting or whatever. Um, yeah. But no milk, no water, anything. It's just eat the wings. He did it in, I think... Three minutes or like just under three minutes, and uh, he was fine. And I was like, "Dude, you wow. should start, you know, doing that stuff." Yeah, because like you, you're right. People do love that. Can you imagine like somebody, <clears throat> Carolina Reaper, just eat a full on Carolina Reaper, and he's just like cool with it. That's him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, there's people like, uh, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? L.A. Beast. You ever watch L.A. Beast? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does a lot more. They like he does like actual like food challenges, like mm-hmm. a broad spectrum of them. But uh, man, he does some some of the hot ones, and it's yeah, he gets it's a lot good. of views, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Stone IPA, thanks for coming back for another stream, guy. Hey, thank you for coming Hello, back. Oh, I know. One. Thank you, man. Um, Consistency, dude. My uh, so I like hot things, but I can't handle anything that's like too hot. Um, I, so the hottest I go at Buffalo Wild Wings is the mango habanero. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love it. It's still like, gets me and like my mouth tingles and I have to like stop like halfway through, wait for a little bit before I finish. Yeah. But I remember my brother used to be the manager at a, um, what's that place? A Johnny Rockets. Up in oh, okay. Calabasas. And I would go up with him in the summer. And he lived up in a bunch of different places up like L.A. and north of L.A. And he uh, he worked at like a steakhouse. And then he worked at Johnny Rockets and a couple other places. Movie theaters. So I'd always get like free stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But at this Johnny Rockets one day, they were in the back. The cooks were in the back making lunch. And they were making tacos. And they looked so good. And so they brought me in, and I was helping out around the place, um, helping my brother out with some stuff. And they were like, hey, do you want some some tacos? And I was like, hell yeah, I want some tacos. So I made my tacos, and then I saw some <clears throat> peppers on the line too. And they were like these yellowish-orange color. And I thought they were like, like pepperoncinis or something like that. You know, peppers yeah. that were... Like, someone's by, like, I hadn't seen this pepper before, and I put, like, the whole, and they're like, are you sure you want that many on there? I was like, oh, yeah, I love these things. Ate the taco, then I found out that it was habaneros, and so I just lined this taco up with so many habaneros. And I'm not kidding you, I, uh, I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. I felt like I was going to die. 
I was sweating. My face was red. I went out onto the floor, like where people were eating. I made myself like a shake. I like took a gallon of milk and I like started drinking out of the milk thing. And then I went and sat in like the walk-in freezer for like 45 minutes. <laughs> it was like, it was stupid. And then... Hey, has anyone seen Max? Yeah. I think he died. Um, <laughs> it was horrible. It was really, really horrible. And then that wasn't even the worst of it, though. The worst of it was like that night, you know? Because Yo, once yeah. it like started to, dig- to digest, it was like... You gotta oh, watch out for the, the second waves. Yeah. You know? What are the, the aftershocks, man? Yeah. You know, there's there's the earthquake, and that's the bad part, but then the, even, like, the worst part sometimes is those aftershocks. Yeah, the tremors, man. <sighs> it, yeah, it was, it was not, uh, wasn't a good day. <clears throat> yeah, I, like, I do hot pretty well. One of my guys I used to coach over at Concordia, <clears throat> Sam, shout out, um, he was going through this phase where he would just bring habaneros to practice just a bag of habaneros and he would just like eat one he's like trying to build his tolerance yeah or something i don't really know and he's he like, like the other... worst place to bring it you know i know practice where you have to like do physically difficult things uh and then he would eat it like after like the weight room yeah and things like that but he uh he got me to try one it was like hot i like survived yeah but uh you got some of the other teammates to try it, and some of them not not them. so good. Man, not good. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, he had to sign a waiver. Ariane had to sign a waiver. Yeah. Um, and then they had to get uh, since he's under eighteen, parental guardian to uh to sign off on it. But yeah, like we said, he he destroyed it. I, I honestly, I, I knew that he was going to do well with it because he's, like, never had any issues with, excuse me, hot sauce, so, or hot things in general. He's, like, and it's so funny, dude. He's, like, his eating habits are, like, so, like, narrow. Like, he loves uh, his grandma's cooking, uh, especially, mm-hmm. like, her macaroni and cheese which is like some of the best macaroni and cheese on the face of the planet um so he'll have that he likes panda express you know because he's a teenager um yeah and i feel like if you don't like panda express as a teenager then you're not really experiencing your full teenage years well then you're not really a teenager you're either younger or like an adult you're just transcended the teenager I used to eat Panda Express all the time in high school. And then one day, my body just said, nope, we're not taking yeah. this anymore. And so yeah. I have to have, when I do go to Panda, I just get like a small box of like orange chicken. And sometimes even that will like destroy me. It like was like the best thing oh, as man. a teenager. So but then good. now, like growing up, it's like, man, it's like not that good. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's all right. But he uh, he likes things like, um, what is it? He likes raisin bran, but I think he picks yeah. out the raisins or bran flakes. Like he likes bran flakes. flakes cereal, like the blandest cereal you can ever get. 
Um, he doesn't like sweet things at all. Uh, hmm. I hope I'm not telling too much. He's like sitting out of his room, like plotting his revenge. <laughs> um, but what's funny about it is it's like he, he loves spicy things, you know, like he'll drench his burritos in hot sauce, tapatio. Um, so he loves Pan Express, Mexican food. And uh, what else does he really like? And then like, you know, his grandma's mac and cheese. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's like he stays in one narrow alleyway of what he likes to eat for food. Which is just, yeah. it, it, it's curious to me that he can handle such hot things. Because you feel like, I feel like somebody who has that kind of palate wouldn't be able to take such spicy things. But he can't. Yeah. And he loves I know. it. Um, but yeah, it was a good day yesterday, man. Um, That's good. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, the AC didn't like work very well. It like kind of turned off. <laughs> we turned it on before we left and then we came back and it was like 85 degrees up in our room. Oh, God. And uh, the cats were in, in the room all day and I was like, oh, great. They're like <laughs> mummified now. But luckily they were all right, and we had we had put a bunch of water in their bowl before we left. So, yeah. But other than that, it was great. Great Dang. day. Um. <sighs> yeah. So, did you happen to uh, do you follow UFC at all? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm just bring that up. <clears throat> I don't. I didn't watch the fight itself. I Neither did watch I. some some highlights this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, pretty, pretty weird stuff. Yeah, it was, uh, so we were at Buffalo Wild Wings, of course, and, uh, they play everything, any like major sporting event, right? So they had Copa yeah. America on, uh, between Brazil and Argentina, which Argentina okay. won and people were like losing their minds, um, at Buffalo Wild Wings. But, uh, I was hoping we'd be able to stay for the fight, but, uh, we ended up leaving and, I just thought it was like, I totally forgot about it until the evening time, until, uh, you know, Jessica's dad asked me who won. And then I realized, oh, yeah, it's like over now. And, um, yeah, poor, poor Connor, man. Yeah, like, I was like watching the highlights of it. And uh, at first they were like, yeah, Connor McGregor ended up like breaking his leg. Yeah. Like uh the doctor they called it like the doctor stop it. Got, or whatever. Yeah. It was a TKO and then, the doctor stopped it. And then like the article kept going on and like had all these like UFC fighters tweets and it was like the guy's playing ya, like like that's dumb, this is dumb, whatever. And I saw like a picture of him like, dude, that's like It was broke. broke. It was broke. Like <laughs> it was straight up broke. <laughs> Like the leg was like this. And yeah. Like, All right. I, yeah. His ankle crazy. was like way down here, and he was like standing on his like middle. It was gr it was disgusting. Yeah. When it said because I read it, it said you know broken ankle. I thought maybe he like twisted his ankle and kind of like you know you're stereotypical. Yeah, I, I broke my ankle. Not like that. Exactly what I thought too. So. uh yeah, it's, it's kind of a bummer because I was really excited to see, you know, how it was going to play out between, you know, Dustin Poirier and, 
and Conor McGregor because, I mean, they've each won one, right? And this is their third. Yeah. And so for it to end like that and for him to get a win, I mean, a win is a win, right? But yeah, still, you would have liked to see a little more uh, competition, a little more fight. A little bit more something-something. And also, too, like, the fact, like, after the fight, Connor's like, sitting on the ground, and he's, like, yelling up. Like, did you see any of that? I didn't. I didn't. I just uh, just read the recap. Poor, like, sportsmanship. I understand, like, like, that's kind of, like, Connor's thing. Yeah. Like, before the fight, he, like, rips him a new one. Like, during the press conferences and everything like that. But, like, it's the fight. Like, nothing really happened. Like, you might have been winning, but you ended up breaking your ankle. Like, that's just how it goes, man. Yeah, that that happens. It's part of the game. It's like, you could say he didn't have a a good shot. He broke his ankle. If he didn't break his ankle, it would be different. Like, well, guess what? Like, he was throwing some leg kicks at Dustin Poirier, and he probably broke his ankle trying to kick Dustin's leg or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in that case, Dustin was just stronger. You exactly. tried to kick something and you broke your ankle. You lost. Yeah. It was so. just like it was kind of dumb. I yeah. thought. What was he? What was he saying? He was just yelling at people. He was or? like, well, he was like, it's a doctor stoppage. Uh, he kept yelling that. That's all I kind of heard him yelling. And basically, he was trying to get it like almost, I think, like a draw or something like that. Like yeah. no, like a no win. Yeah. Because the doctor stoppage, but. Um, he was like, dude, and then Joe Rogan went over to him and was like, how do you think the fight went? And he's basically like, I was winning, I was kicking his ass, and then this happened, and then Dustin was like, dude, you told me that you were going to kill me, and like, like I I was going to be like in a grave after this fight. I just hope you get back to your family, like, safe and sound, when that was just like, good for Dustin, man. That's like, I, I, I like Conor McGregor. Yeah, um, me too. But there's sometimes where I'm just like he's he's so abrasive. Like there are moments watching like uh, I don't know if you ever watched The Ultimate Fighter. Um, no. But he was on there with uh, Uriah Faber, and mm-hmm. um, like their dynamic, like Conor McGregor would always say stuff to like Uriah Faber and like put him down, and. Uh, be a little like you know poke jabs at him and stuff but it was back and forth and at the end of the day there was like times where conor mcgregor uh would say shit to to uriah faber but it was about like some other like drama that was going on and he kind of like stoked the fire between uriah faber and like a former fighter of uriah's um but he was like he was kind of calling it how it was you know like this former fighter of Uriah Faber left his camp but wanted to come back and train with them. And Uriah was like, you can't do that. Like, if you're going to go for this other team, you got to stay with them. Like, that's not how it works with us. It's not how it's going to work with them. Like, if you, you pick somebody, pick somebody. You know, if you're with us, you're with us. It's fine. You can stay on the team. You're welcome to do that. But if you say you have a better opportunity over here, then go do that. And, uh, like, Conor McGregor just took that one little thing and just, like, turned it into this huge beef. But it ended up being like good for Uriah Faber because, like the other fighter, um, T.J. Dillashaw, like ended up just kind of being a, 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 you know, a little P.O.S. You know. Mm, um, yeah. So, anyways, there's like that dynamic. 
Conor McGregor is really abrasive, but he also can be, like, he's, you know, not all bad. You know, all not all good people are all good, not all bad people are all bad, you know? Yeah. It's usually like a show. Like, you, you see him yeah. before, the, before the fights, the press conferences. He's, like, ripping a new one. He's being really abrasive. You know, he's, like, getting after him. And then after the fight, he's usually like, man, that was a good fight. Like, let's do it again or... You yeah, know, he kind of calms down. He, I think it's he does. more of like a show than anything. Oh, you know? he knows how to sell it, for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, he he even said that in the Ultimate Fighter in that same season. He was like, I he, he was giving shit to Uriah Faber. He was like, I probably make more money in one fight than you do in your entire career, which I don't know if that's true, but he does make a ton of money, and he probably did make more money in that fight with uh, what's his face Mayweather. Than a lot of people yeah. have in their entire careers, um, but yeah, it, it's that's true. He'll calm down afterwards, and I think it's more uh, that he knows how to sell it because people don't want to be like, "Yeah, Adam, I think we're gonna have a, a great fight, and you know, best man wins, and you know, anybody, any given Sunday, right? Uh, I think it'll be good. I, I really like him. He's a great fighter, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Like nobody wants to watch that. Like they yeah. want to watch somebody who says like, "I'm gonna kill you." I'm going to end your life. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ooh. You know? Ooh, yeah. So, um, but then I also think there's it's a little bit of respect, too. Like, if it's a good fight, you know, he'll be like, okay, I like I respect this person. You know, yeah. He put out a lot of, uh, he put out a beating on me, and he was able to, to, to take a beating, too. And so I think there's respect that way among fighters. Yeah, it's usually how it is. So, and then, but, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah everything you, uh, else was everything else is just kind of. I don't know how the man, undercard I went. Mean, uh, Gilbert Burns. I don't know any of the other people to be honest. I don't really follow like that well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this one I didn't. Um, I didn't particularly keep tabs on. Um, I knew that there's McGregor fight and, but I just was like, eh, like, I didn't know you, I didn't even know Gregor was, McGregor is fighting until like two days ago. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. This one didn't seem, at least for me, wasn't as hyped, uh, as the last one. Um, I just didn't have as much interest. I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was busy and I had like school and I had final, that I needed to do, and I was, like, focused on other things, but, yeah, this one, I just didn't have as much interest in, um, I also feel like, I don't know, McGregor is still, like, one of the top fighters in the UFC, like, in the world, right, and one of the top MMA fighters in the world, but he's definitely reaching that point where he's getting older, like, there are probably not that many huge fights left in him yeah you know um so uh, it looks like we got a message that was deleted i wonder what it was um but yeah i i you know i don't know how old he's like what 30 is he like 32 32 yeah yeah so like yeah that's like my age i'll be 32 in next january um 
especially when you've been fighting for so long since he was like in his 20s, teens, you know, so he's been doing this for more than a decade. And uh, it takes a toll, man. It's not like any other sport, right? It's not like basketball, like football, maybe because it's like so physical and there's a lot of contact. But even at the end of the day, like with football, you can kind of walk away not feeling like you just got your ass kicked because in fighting, like, even if you win, you still got your ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like, you fought another person. And if there was, like, no referee there, like, it's likely you could have died. You know? Like, not that many people, you know, thankfully die in in fighting matches, but, uh, like, when you fight somebody, like, you are intentionally hurting them, right? But in football, you might hurt somebody, but it's, like, always a side effect of trying to get the ball uh, or jumping up or, like, maybe injuring yourself with turn. You know what I mean? So there's, like, a complete difference there. And him only being 32, it's pretty young, but still, like, you're fighting people, you know? Yeah, that's a goal of the game right there is to put the other person down. Yeah, either knock them out or choke them out. Yeah. Or beat them to such a point where the doctor stops it, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy. And when you think of, like, other people that are older, I don't know if you know who uh, Cowboy Cerrone is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, like, mid-30s, late 30s or something okay. like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there have been other people that are fighting in their 40s, and it's like, I was just... I don't know how. I don't know how you would do it. Yeah. I'm not getting my ass kicked at 40 years old. You know? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, if I was, like, a professional fighter, I'd probably think differently. But I would want to have a serious exit strategy by the time I'm, like, 30. You know? Yeah. So, luckily, Conor McGregor has that. Because he's so freaking rich now. Anyways. <clears throat> um... Yeah, it was just a kind of lackluster fight. So that it was, that it was, wasn't that great? Yeah. Um, let's see. What do I, uh, we don't have any new messages? No. No. Um. Oh, Edgar, I I wasn't uh checking the the Facebook ones. I was about too. to ask, what has Edgar been saying? Because he's sorry, Edgar. He's the man. Um. Edgar, what did you say? Oh, he says Clinton you guys school- are idiots. Yeah. Uh, he was talking to another friend. Yeah. He says, Clinton Schooler says, uh, you can't run 15s anymore in the 110-meter hurdles. Well, you know, that's true. I don't really run anymore in general. Um, so, I don't, I don't know what he expects to uh, to prove with that quote. Uh, Clinton's a guy that we went to community college with, Edgar and I. Mm. Um. So Edgar, are you still there? What was your take on the fight? On the stop? I mean, obviously it was a good stoppage because the guy had snapped his leg in half. But he could have kept going. I think he could have wrapped Just it up, Mister Miyagi style, you know? Yeah, full on flamingo. Yeah. See, that's what I don't get, man. These UFC guys are weak. Yeah. Push through the pain. Push through Little. the pain. Push. 
I mean, what would a karate dojo master do? You know what I mean? Yeah. What would Bruce Lee have done? I think uh, he would have just snapped it back in place and kept going. Yeah. Have you, uh, that reminds me, have you ever seen the guy from China that goes around and fights the martial arts? Yes. Guys? That guy I love is that cool. dude. Also, he, since the new Chinese like social social system is put in place, he yeah. is getting destroyed yeah. by it. It's bad. I saw like a little video on him. <clears throat> he can't like he can't <clears throat> take like anything. No planes, oh, like trains or anything like that. Yeah. So I almost knocked everything off my desk. Um, yeah, he. It's kind of scary, <laughs> you know, the whole social system. Uh, that they have going on in in China, uh, yeah, it's frightening. But I do yeah. love that guy because he he exposes a lot of the uh, the BS that's in like the martial arts community. Uh, yeah. There, are, you know, I was thinking about this the other day too. Like, kung fu is always like portrayed as this like top end fighting style right in yeah. movies like the kung fu master is the one that always destroys people <clears throat> um but there's a uh, a good uh quote or you know moment from bruce lee where he was talking about um the difference between like wrestling like western styles and eastern styles of fighting and uh he basically said, like, Kung Fu has, like, is no match for, like, a good wrestler. If a Kung Fu yeah. master goes against, like, a good wrestler, then, he, like, what are you going to do? The wrestler's just going to grab you and throw you to the ground. And, like, there's no ground, there's no grappling in, in Kung Fu. It's just all standing, mostly kicks. Yeah. Um, and Kung Fu is one of those things that's, like, always, like, just it's easy to fake sadly you know because you mm -hmm. just like do movements and you make it seem like you know what you're doing um whereas like wrestling if you like wrestle somebody it's like that's hard to that's hard to fake knowing what yeah. to do or jujitsu or anything like that so well it's two different like styles too like wrestling is like pure like i guess you wouldn't call it, like pure like aggression but it's more like muscle bound like yeah you're trying to overpower the other people where like martial arts like i guess like tai chi and i'm not talking about like jiu-jitsu or anything like that it's more of like the i don't know what you'd call it like the asian martial arts <clears throat> yeah where it's like you're trying to like beat that overpowering presence you're trying to like yeah it's like uh there's one aikido which you use the other person's momentum and energy against them you know, yeah. so if they're charging you, you kind of basically like trip them up in a way and flip them with their own momentum. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of like Taekwondo is great because Taekwondo has like really great kicks and like that's what they're known for. Um, but I, it's like there's no one fighting style that's like above the rest, right? Like, yeah. I was thinking about those, uh, what movie is it? Is it It Man, I think? Yeah. Where um, <clears throat> he fights a boxer, you know, and, like, the boxer, like, there are probably 
kung fu masters or people that knew kung fu that could destroy a boxer just with like their kicks and whatnot. But I think even Muhammad Ali fought like a kickboxer once or like a martial artist, you know, and uh, he did fine, you know, because yeah. all you got to do is just like get close to close enough to him and then just fucking punch the shit out of him. Which, if yeah. you're a guy like Muhammad Ali, who knows how knows how to like protect himself and close the distance, like you're gonna be fine. So, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, Mick Dojo Life is another Instagram. Should you know that uh, Instagram page? No. If you like that guy that goes around exposing martial artists, you'll love Mick yeah. Dojo Life. Okay. Um, they just show videos from like fake stuff it's like you know people that have like a neck or a a knife to their neck and they like do some funky thing they're like you know just like get it out of the way with their like adam's apple and they're like that's the only that's that's all you need to do if somebody's got a knife to your throat (laughs) um but yeah it's it's hilarious but it's also it's pretty dangerous too to it think is. about, you know what I mean? Like that you're teaching these people these fake techniques on how to like, because somebody's going to do that and they're just going to end up slicing their own throat. Yeah. So. That reminds me also of uh, Steven Seagal. Uh, the dude is, he's insane. What a goon. You know, absolutely. He's such a, such a good guy at Aikido. Or no, he has his own martial arts, doesn't he? Has he? I know he's uh, a legitimate, like he was at least a legitimate like Aikido master. Um, but even then, like Aikido, that's the thing. If Aikido works with somebody who's charging you that doesn't really know what they're doing. Like if I'm an Aikido master, I'm probably going to have a real hard time against like an Olympic level wrestler, you know? Yeah. So, or yeah. like an Olympic level yeah. judo master. A seventh Dan black belt in Aikido. Yeah. Aikido. Becoming the first foreigner to operate an Aikido dojo in the country. Of oh, Japan. yeah, in Japan. That's right. That's right. Um, So he there is, like, merit to it, but I think he just kind of, like, he, like, picked up this, like, like, faux, like, aura of importance and... Like Dude, his, knowledge, his videos, his videos are the most funny thing you'll ever see, guys. Like, go yeah. check out the Steven Seagal Aikido video, <clears throat> and it is the the funniest thing you'll see. You're talking about the the time. older video where he's like in his twenties or something like that, or is this like an older? No, he does them now where he's like sixty years old and he's just like on this mat <laughs> and he's just like he's literally just going through motions. He's Basically, has like his eyes closed, and he just kind of goes. And these guys just like jump and fly everywhere. They're like helping him as he does it, but he just is kind of like. And then he like has a guy like flying over his shoulder and stuff like that. Hold on a second. Does he? He does these like huge presentations, and I think that they're in Russia, because he's like really close to like the Russian. Here's one. Russia's Steven Seagal shows his Aikido skills at Saratov Sambo Tournament. Um, I'm going to cover your face here for a second. Okay. So let's do... 
There we go. Let's bring it up to about here. Oh, wait, I missed the first part. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Like. <laughs> that definitely hurts, though. Yeah. But he's, like, allowing him to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and see, that he, he threw himself there. <laughs> oh, my God. He says, come here, come here. I'll throw you. Yes, come here. Ah, oh God, I can't wait to get paid. I can't wait to get out of this country. That's what he's thinking to himself right now. <laughs> what is this? What do you, what do you okay, think that, kid? That looked like a legitimate kid. toss. <clears throat> I he's a big guy too. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like six four or something like that. Yeah. Like, so fat. If he comes at you and he clothesline you, like you I if you did that to me, like I'm probably gonna go down. Like it would stun me for sure. Uh, yeah. Stone IPA says Seagal's character is always an overweight su retired super soldier. I mean, it sure is. overweight and retired, still I, super soldier though. I didn't realize he still made movies and I saw he, one what? Of his, he still makes movies no. and he had this one, uh, that just came out like a couple years ago and I had Emily watch it with me the first like 20 minutes. She's like, no, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> and it was, it you should have listened so, to her so bad. It was so funny. It's like he ends up he's walking through like this parking lot and this drug dealer and his like girlfriend are walking God. through and he's like like hits her or something. He's like, Hey, stop it. Hey, and then the guy like pulls a that. gun on him and then Steven Seagal like pulls a gun on him and he has like this little mini gun battle and ends up like killing him and he was like the drug supplier for this or drug runner for this like drug supplier and the drug supplier starts going after him and then she's like trying oh, to protect God. his girlfriend anyways it's like the love interest they start like having sex in the movie it's like a 20 year old woman with like a 65 year old man and it's like the most weird thing you'll ever watch and it's like this guy is so full of himself like oh yeah he's totally full of himself now like <sighs> God. <clears throat> This is my favorite thing. I just looked up Steven Seagal, and the first thing that's on the list of people also ask is, was Steven Seagal a real Navy SEAL? <laughs> no. No, he was not. Uh, what? Did somebody really? And this is the answer. Seagal, he's a former Navy SEAL. Anyhow, Seagal had been telling former business partner and his ex-soldier, Gary Goldman, that he's been a frogman. Oh, so he was telling people that he was. What a piece of shit. But no, uh, he was not. Uh, he was never in the military. Um, let's see, what what movie was that? Do you remember the name of it? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, look <clears throat> it up. I wanna I wanna know. I used to love his movies as a kid, like Under Siege. Uh, what was the other, like, Hard to Kill? Um, what was the other one? 
I can't remember. There are a bunch of them that I love, though. Of the Law, Exit Wounds, Oh the yeah. Ground are the ones he's he's known for, apparently. Oh, Above the Law 2 is in pre-production. Stop. Stop that right now. Dude, he's like in a lot of film, like a lot of films. So many movies. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Glimmer Man. That was the one that I was thinking of. Boomer Man? Glimmer Man. That was a good one. That one was, that was good. He was straight up killing people in that movie. Um... Yeah, he's been in a lot of fucking movies, man. Holy crap. The Edge of Gun? The what? The Edge of a Gun? I don't know if this is it. Okay. Let's see. How yeah, many? Yep, that's, this is it. Edge. It's called Edge of a Gun. <clears throat> oh, 2016. God. Okay, so he's got 58 credits to his name as an actor, according to IMDb. Like a lot of them have come out in the last few, like five or six years, man. Yeah, like comes out with like two films a year. That's crazy. Twenty sixteen, he came out with one, two, three, four, five, six films. You know what? You got to give it to him though, because he's he's a working actor. He's a working actor now. You know. And the the thing is, like people watch these. Like, there's definitely an audience for these, like over the top. Over the top films. Okay, yeah. Here's a mo- here's a movie called The Onion Movie, and he's just credited credited as Cock Puncher. That's his movie. That's his title. Where are you seeing this? Oh, oh, is this IMDb? I like, see it. <clears throat> it's literally like The Onion, the website, The Onion Movie. The Onion so. Movie. Okay, that makes sense. It's probably like a satirical. Oh, oh, yeah, the onion. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. as in, yeah, the onion, uh, the fake news source. Um, that's hilarious, dude. That's crazy. But you know, like I said, like there are so many actors out there that are just like that would love to have a movie a year. Yeah, but they also like they want to make good movies. You know, and he's probably in that position where he like, he like, probably doesn't want to make these movies anymore, but he has to because he needs to like continue to make money. You know, yeah. He doesn't have any one movie that would just give him royalties. You know, he's not like exactly Harry Potter where he can just live the rest of his life off of that major success and do whatever the hell he wants. Or maybe he does like doing these movies where he's like the he action star that he his- thinks he is. Continually training as a keto skills, you know. Yeah, it's just a reason for him to keep training. Just get that training. seventh, yep. seventh or the eighth level dojo or yeah. eighth level belt, you know. I don't um, know why they. Do. Yeah, exit wounds was good, um, and then uh, Glimmer Man were were like my two favorites, as far okay. as Steven Seagal movies go. But yeah, he's a kook, man. And then he had that show where he was like parading as a sheriff in like. Uh, Baton and like Baton Rouge or Louisiana or something like that. 
Did you ever watch that? Familiar. No, I didn't watch it, but and he like he had the whole accent going and everything. I remember watching that with my dad, and being like, "What the hell? What the hell is this guy doing?" Was it True Justice? I think so. I think that's what it was. Oh no! An ex special force operative and martial arts expert is part of an undercover police team. Yeah, no. Ah, Steven. But. But that film, oh, it's a TV show that was on reels, so I don't even know if that was considered. Lawman, that's what it was. Lawman? Yeah. God, what a... Why did, you, why, did he do, why did he do this? It turns out Steven Seagal doesn't just come to the rescue in his movies. He's a real-life deputy with the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office in Louisiana, a position he's held for close to two decades. This series chronicles the action star's life in law enforcement. Oh, God. Oh, I I didn't watch it, but I saw... I remember seeing, like, ads for it, I'm pretty sure. Because it's not like a TV show, right? It's like... It's like Steven Seagal. It's like Cops, and he, and he but goes, with Steven Seagal. Yeah, okay. I remember that. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, the uh, you know, the nineties were a good uh, good time for for action movies though. I know they really were. I think it was probably the best decade for action movies. That's my that's my he, opinion. He is a man of many talents. He also was in music. He released his first album. Oh yeah, that's right. Songs from the Crystal Cave, which is a mix of pop, world, country, and blues music. Oh God. I wish I could play that, it. I wish albums, I could play that. That album sounds like a bunch of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Those are like the four four types of music I would not want to listen to all in the same album. Yeah, no. Oh, according to uh, IMDb, Steven Seagal is in the top 5,000 searches on IMDb. He's up 29 searches this week. Good for you, Steven. Oh, we added to that. Wow, good job. Great. Yeah, we're two of them. Um, do you remember uh, Last Action Hero? No. Was it a show? No, it was a movie. And it's a, it's a Schwarzenegger movie that not a lot of people know about. You haven't seen that one? No. It's... Likely, in my opinion, uh, one of the best Schwarzenegger movies that he's ever done. So, like best as in worst or best as in best? No, best as in best. Because wow. it, it basically, so Last Action Hero, let me read the, uh, the thing for you. Because it'll, you know, lay it all out. Uh, following the death of his father, young Danny Madigan takes comfort in watching action movies featuring the indestructible Los Angeles cop Jack Slater, played by Arnold. Uh, after being given a magic ticket by a theater manager, Danny is sucked into the screen and bonds with Slater when evil fictional villain Benedict gets his hands on the ticket and enters the real world, Danny and Jack must follow and stop him. It sounds so ridiculous and so stupid, but it's fantastic. Dude, oh, okay. you have to watch this movie. It's so good. Um, 
But he, like, basically gets sucked into this movie world. Danny does. And uh, as he's watching, like, a, a Jack Slater film, he gets sucked into this movie world and um, follows Slater around on his, like, missions and all that stuff. And it's, like, your typical... Like, they're making funny fun of how action movies are, where it's, like, constant action. He's a cop, and it's, like, he's got to deal with a murder one day, a terrorist plot the next, all these other yeah. things in between, you know? And then he, like, gets out into the real world, and he, like, punches a, a car window to, like, you know, break into it. And he, like, breaks his hand, and he's like, God, that hurt. He's like, it never hurts like that. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this is the real world, man. Like, things hurt here. Um, That's funny. But, yeah, definitely watch... uh, Should definitely at least watch the trailer for it. Okay. Um, But I promise you, you will love it. It's fantastic. All right. Um, But, yeah, it's one of those... I'm surprised nobody really knows about it. Um, But what else came out in the 90s, man? Like, other 90s action movie... Die Hard. Oh no, that was '88. But uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance was in '95. <clears throat> Man, oh Lethal Weapon. Do you like Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. Other than Steven Seagal. So that'll be uh, the next thing that you guys can watch, you and Emily. At the last action hero. Yeah. I'll put that on our list. We started watching all the Marvel movies again. Oh, really? Yeah, she's you... only seen like a handful of them. Did you start uh, in chronological order in the way in the timeline that they were made or like the like Marvel history timeline? We did. We started with the Marvel timeline. So, what, Captain America? Captain America first. Yeah, yeah, so we watched that last night. And it was nice. really good. Those are good movies. Yeah. Um, I did that when I was in Rhode Island, uh, and I didn't really have anything to do. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine that was staying, like, right next to me had never seen him either. And uh, we would just, like, go get snacks, chips, or whatever. And then I'd watch them with him. So yeah. he watched like all of those. And then he watched like Spider-Man movies too. Um, so it was, uh, I like doing that. They're good. Like they're yeah. not like the best films ever, but the, what makes them like really good is the fact that like each film plays into like other films. Like yeah. they did such a good job of like making the timeline, the timeline, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, each film like plays a role into this time, this timeline, and there is like this end goal for the films, you know? Right. Yeah, I think that's um, their uh, like their biggest uh, strength is the ability to like weave in the timeline. Yeah, and the biggest difference for me, at least with the DC movies that they're putting out and the Marvel movies. Is like, I mean, DC is always kind of like the darker of the two, right? But there's something about, and this sounds so weird, but in watching the Marvel films, 
there's like a sense of realism, you know? Uh, like, I feel like it, it could still possibly happen. Like, I'm not so sucked out of it when I see something where I'm like, oh, this is fake. I'm in a movie theater and I'm watching it. It doesn't really happen all that much with Marvel as it does when I'm watching some of the DC films. Yeah. Um, because things are so, like, wildly different from each other. You have, like, uh, at least in, was it Batman versus Superman or Justice League where they had the parademons. Um, and then you had, uh, oh, God, the villain. Dark side, dark side, and then um, well, uh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it just and maybe it was like the the coloring of the film too. Just felt like a little. I don't know what it was, but to me, I don't know if you felt that way too. But it just felt so different that I it think felt like the, not real. I think the thing about it is like Marvel, especially like the first like a lot of films like Iron Man. Even, like, Thor, to a sense. Uh, I guess Thor, not really. But, like, it was, like, based in a world where it's real, you know? Whereas, like, Gotham City, like, isn't real. They had to kind of, like, make the city itself. That's a good point. But, like, Captain America, Iron Man, they're based, yes, it's like like a Malibu, L.A., or New York. Yeah, a guy makes a suit, but it's, like, based in, like, Syria. It's based in California. Yeah. You know, there's, like, somewhat, like, real, like, locations and, like, real people. And, yes, like, Captain America gets turned into, like, a super soldier. But, yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right. There's that sense of realism that is unparalleled to, like, the DC films. Yeah. And and every time I talk about this or I think about it, I just think how it's so weird that I feel that way. Even though we're talking about a, a, a superhero movie, like it's it's yeah. it's fake, it's completely like you have a guy who turns into a Hulk, like that's that's fake. But it's it still feels like it's based in a stronger reality than the DC universe, uh, cinematic universe is. Yeah, you know, because um, when I'm reading the comics, I don't really feel that way. Because I'm like, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's like the physical act of reading it and turning the pages, so. Um, and maybe it's just like the way they film it too. Cause like, yeah. Yeah, I think you touched on a really good point where DC is always so dark and gloomy and it's not like our world right now. Yeah. Whereas Marvel, it's shot normal, you know? Yeah. They're like in daylight and it's like a normal day and they're at the racetrack or whatever. And, and yeah. Iron Man two. And yeah. I and that I might feel like it's likely a, uh, cause Superman is obviously like a, uh, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like a play on yeah. God, right? Yeah. Um. So, and I don't think, like Marvel does have like their answer to like Superman, but they, I don't know if they made one that was like supposed to be like Superman and God. Like they have their own characters and all that shit, but uh, it was yeah. obviously supposed to, Superman is obviously supposed to be a play on God. And the world, I think, of DC was made dark and, like, very purposefully. I'm just speculating. Maybe this is true. Maybe it's not. But, like, personally, this is how I feel. The, the world was made dark. And when you see comics about Superman, they're very bright, right? Yeah. It's red, blue, these bright colors. Uh, things are white. He goes up to the sun, up to the light to get strength. And uh, then he comes back down to the to the world where the people are, and it's, like, much darker. And then you have this anti-hero kind of in Batman, who's a good dude, but he's also like, you know, 
So, yeah, I think that's uh, part of the reason why I feel like it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it's based in reality. And you made a really good point that it's a fake city. You know, they don't ever have any, like, real cities. It's like, what is it, what's, like, Circle City or something like that, or um, Gotham, other things, too, where it's, like, Marvel. It has, like, New York, there's London, Hong Kong. So, yeah. um, it kind of brings you back to reality that way, and it makes you feel more a part of the world. Yeah. The cinematic world, yeah. So, um... But yeah, I always love watching those films over again. Um, They're so good because, like, what they do really well too is like the sense of like comedy. You yeah, know? I think I think DC tried to like kind of mimic that a little bit in some of their films, but it like didn't really hit the right chords. Whereas yeah. Marvel, it always has that like those like funny laughs, but then it gets like serious and mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, like, Thor Ragnarok was, like, the one... I mean, I guess, like, Ant-Man 2 was, like, super funny. Yeah. But Thor... They started started going towards more of that comedy. Yeah, they and... really started to weave it in. And I love, like, Ragnarok, at least when it came out, was definitely, like, my favorite one. It still yeah. actually might be my favorite Marvel movie, but uh, I really do like the Ant-Man movies as well. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, they the writing is just like it's so strong. You yeah, know? it really is. Um, and DC is like just for whatever reason has like it's been having a hard time, hard go of it. But uh, that being said, though they they are coming out with um, was it uh, another Suicide Squad? Yes, and that well, one looks the- great. Well, it's directed by a Marvel guy. James so Gunn. that's exactly yeah. why. Yeah, James Gunn. So I have high hopes for it. It looked like when I watched the um, uh, the trailers for it. And again, here we're going back to like how unreal it is. It's like you have, you know, a shark who is like part of the team. And it's like, that's like so unreal, right? Yeah. But at least it like, it's the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, before that came out, I was like, I don't know how this is going to do. They have a freaking raccoon. They've got this, like, green... You know, it's like... It just seemed a little too fantastical, almost, for it to come to screen. And it worked out perfectly. So, and I think that's probably why DC was like, hey, can you please, like, help us out here? Yeah. (laughs) So, because you made it work for Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's like, um, that is, you know, one of the best, in my opinion, in the MCU... Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to watching that one too. I know. Yeah, the, the Suicide Squad two looks really good. Yeah. When is that? Sometime come out? this year. Yeah. I think it's August. The Suicide Squad twenty twenty one. When did it say? August sixth. There we go. August sixth. Nice. Yeah, and they've got just some good people in it too strong actors you know like john cena john cena you got you just elba um who else is do i know that's in there 
Oh, David, uh, I don't know how to say his name, David Desmouch, but he was uh, one of the guys in uh, Ant-Man. Yeah, he was Polka, he's Polka Dot Man in Polka this Dot movie, Man, right? yeah. Um, he was one of uh, Ant-Man's friends. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Oh, he's also part yeah. of Dune as well? Oh, Oh yeah, he is in Dune. I'm looking forward to that too. Man, I've been I've been looking forward to that for like years. Like ever since they announced it, you know, I've always because I loved the the original movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was good. What is it, the David David Lynch or whatever? And uh, I got really excited for it because <clears throat> I saw this documentary about. They were supposed to make a Dune movie even before the 80s Dune movie, like back in the mid-60s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like this this art house director, and he's going to take it over. It was supposed to be like the highest budgeted movie ever with like state-of-the-art like CGI. Like they were going to make CGI for this or yeah. something like that, like computer animation, something like that. And uh, they had like Salvador Dali as like a cast – as one of the bad guys. Interesting. Like a Harkonnen. And, uh, but it just, it went over budget. Yeah. By like millions and millions and millions of dollars. And so it just never happened. But that got That's me really crazy. excited just because, uh, the new director, Villain Nuevo, is uh-huh. like revolutionary. <clears throat> yeah. And the cast is like insane too. Yeah. It, uh, it looks so great, and I think it's uh, like you said. It was being tried. It was like people were trying to make that film for a long time. Even uh, it's the same thing with Avatar. Avatar was like he was trying to make that movie. Steven Spielberg was trying to make that movie in the nineties. Um, James Cameron. James Cameron. Sorry, um, was trying to make that movie in the nineties, but they just didn't have. I think he kept putting it off because they didn't have the technology that he wanted and it didn't look the way that he wanted it to look. And so he just kept putting it off. It kept getting like postponed. And, um, the same thing with Dune, like it's one of those movies where I remember like reading something about it where it's like, we finally have everything that we need to make the world of Dune, like come to life on screen. Yeah. You know, and because the first movie is great. I enjoy it. Um, it's not very good but in that it's, aspect. Yeah, but it's like when we look back on it, it's like when I watched it as a kid, it was like I didn't really notice the difference. It's like watching Star yeah. Wars as a kid and you think the graphics are great and then you go back and you're like, this looks like trash. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Um, so. <clears throat> but that's a, that's pretty interesting because, uh, you know, that's the part of the reason why Avatar 2 hasn't come out. Like yeah. Avatar is supposed to be like a five film movie series. Mm-hmm. And ever since the very first film, they've had like dates on like the other films to come out. Like they've had like really? like due dates, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. And the second one was delayed so long and it's supposed to come out in the next couple of years, I believe yeah. now. But it was the sole reason why it got delayed so long is because he was trying to find a way to film underwater. That oh, was no. like not underwater 
yeah. apparently, or something like that. So, like, trying to find a way to, like, I think, like, mocap in water and then mocap water or s- something strange like that. Maybe he's <clears throat> trying to do, like, uh, zero gravity type stuff, you know, and make it seem like they're in zero gravity because that's how you would do it. Like, but the problem is, you know, you're also filming in water, so that's difficult. Exactly. I think it's a water world, like a water avatar world or something like that. Hmm. Avatar 2. Not E. 2. Vin Diesel. Hey, Dude, hey. Vin Diesel, man. Hey. <laughs> the family memes. Getting Those sick are of them. so good. <laughs> you getting sick of them? You getting sick of them, man. So good. Vin oh, Diesel is credited as Vin Diesel. Um, he doesn't have credit. Stone IPA, thanks again for your time. Thank you for your time and listening in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, there's so many movies. And there are a lot of movies, too, that I've heard about that are just stuck in development hell. You know, movies that want to be made or people want made, but they just can't get it going. You yeah. Know? Like Avatar was definitely one of them. Um, Dune for sure. I'm sure. I I wonder what else there there were. Um, movies stuck in development hell. Yeah, because there's a lot. Like, uh, yeah. Here we go. The man who killed Don Quixote. I thought they came out with that. They did. Uh, I'm look. Oh, I'm looking at the same page. These are so. These were notable films stuck in that phase. They were ultimately made. Um, oh, okay. So all these have been made. Uh, oh, here's one. Avatar sequels. These films were first announced in 2010, aiming for the release of the second installment by 2014. Uh, the timeline has been pushed back a total of eight times. Due to James Cameron being occupied with other effects or other projects. Oh, there you go. Yeah, VFX team uh, working on creating underwater motion capture. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Um. Well, yeah, I'm super excited to see how Dune comes out. I've been listening to uh. To Dune on uh, audiobook, but it's like you know a thirty-hour audiobook. Dude, I know. I was like, because I had the book and I I read yeah, I read about three hundred pages of it, and uh, you know I'm like, dude, I'm making good progress on this, and then it's like, oh wait, I still have six hundred more pages to go. I'm like a third of the way there. Yeah, basically, and it's like. I've been I just reading that book for like and... ten years. <laughs> I know. Like, it's the same thing. Like there, I I have that one on audiobook, and a lot of times I, I I'll, I'll listen to it when I work out. Um, yeah. Because I don't need like some workouts. I don't really need music. You know, they're easy enough. Or there's things where I'm just like I'm just doing a workout, and I don't need like any super hard motivation. So I'll listen to that or a podcast and. But that one, what's the other one that I've been reading for a long time that I just can't get through? Uh, Count of Monte Cristo. 
that's another book that I have always wanted to read. And it's like infamous for being incredibly boring for the first half. But it's like all build up to the second half. Because that's like the second half is where everything happens. You know, that's where like the revenge plot is is acted out. Like the first half is straight up planning and strategy and his story of being, you know, screwed over. And uh, the second half is like the exciting stuff. But I just, I have not gotten through that first half yet. And it's like, where is it? I don't even know where it is anymore. But it's so long. It's like a thick ass book, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and so. that's like, uh, I try to read. You know, I'm pretty bad at it. Sometimes I say it how to read. Um, <laughs> but Emily goes, and she'll, she has these, like, goals for the year, and she wants to be like, ah, I want to read 20 books. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to just, like, finish one book. Yeah. She's already, she's already read, like, eight. She's already read, like, 18 books as of, like, right now. Yeah. She just finished, like, her 18th book. It's like... I get like twenty pages in. I'm like, okay, I'm tired. Like, yeah, just straight up snoring. Yeah, uh, I'm the same way. Jessica's like, you need to read more. Like, I fuck, I don't want to. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> there's other people. There's six point nine nine billion other people that can read for me. Yeah, I like, and that's why I have the Audible thing. It's it's nice and. There are books that I enjoy reading, like there are science books. I have Cosmos. I have a couple of Neil deGrasse Tyson books I enjoy uh, reading. But the thing is, like, I just get so, like, busy with, especially now with school. Like, I just, I have to read things that I don't want to read that by the time I'm available to do the things that I want to do, yeah. reading is the last thing yeah, exactly. on my list. So, but I should. I know I should. Um but I like to read a lot of different things. You know, science fiction is like one of my favorites. And there are books that I want to get that I would love to read. But then I also have an entire bookcase right here filled with books I have not read. Yeah. You know? Same. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a bookcase, but I have a lot, a lot of books I want to read. Like yeah. uh, <clears throat> Amazon's making the Wheel of Time uh, TV series. Based off of a science fiction, mm-hmm. not science fiction, fantasy book, okay, called the Wheel, Wheel of Time, huh. and it's supposed to be like one of the best fantasy books like ever written. <laughs> and I have had it on my bookshelf for uh, once I knew that they were making it. I was like, dude, I should read this. I bought it. Yeah, it's been sitting on my bookshelf for over a year, untouched. Um. Oh, that never mind. The Wheel of Time. It was making me think of a, another book by Adrian uh, Tchaikovsky called uh, Children of Time. I don't know if you've ever read that, but that one's like science fiction uh, fantasy. And essentially, like, humans leave Earth uh, for some reason because it's, like, uninhabitable or some other stuff goes down. But when they come back, like, it's not the world that they were expecting. Like, essentially... Things have they and they come back like a long, long time afterwards, but there are other like intelligent life forms that have evolved from like old life forms on Earth. Yeah. So I think like like spiders and like 
cephalopods are like the intelligent life forms on on the planet or something like that. I remember reading the premise for it years ago, and um, I was like super intrigued by it, and I was like, I gotta read this. Um, so, but there's like I think it's a whole series like Children of Time, Children of Ruin. I think maybe another one too. It sounds really familiar, but just that that idea, like, because I mean, freaking octopi and squid are like incredibly smart, right? Um, yeah. So, and it's like, uh, did you ever see that movie, uh, The Europa Report? Yeah, yeah. This is kind of like that, I think. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Who will inherit this new earth? This is the uh, the about. Race for survival among the stars. Humanity's last survivors escaped Earth ruins, Earth's ruins to find a new home. But when they find it, can their desperation overcome its dangers? The last remnants of the human race left a dying Earth desperate to find a new home. Following in the footsteps of their ancestors, they discovered the greatest treasure of the past age. A world terraformed and prepared for a human life. Oh... But not as all not not all is right in this new Eden. In the long years since the planet was abandoned, the work of its architects has borne disastrous fruit. The planet is not waiting for them, pristine and unoccupied. New mas- new masters have turned it from a refuge into mankind's worst nightmare. Oh. So yeah, it's good shit, man. Dang. Um. Because it brings in a lot of stuff that I find interesting. Is like, you know, well, what what the hell are things going to evolve into now? You know what I mean? Like, what will we be like in a million? Will we even be around in a million years? You know, humans. Like, there have been plenty of other human species that are extinct. True. Um, what other species might? be occupying the planet like a million or five million years from now billion years yeah from but now. those those humans were like stupid pretty pretty dumb you know they didn't first off they didn't have any mountain dew they i was just smart about to say to the same mountain thing dew. so that's part of the reason why part they died off if you don't so, have if you if you don't do the do then what do you do exactly you know what i mean you're not doing anything not doing anything life. You know what, Mountain Dew, that's the new commercial. <clears throat> We're going to make a commercial. If you don't do the do, then what do you do? Do you even do? I wonder if they've even like made something like that. Because that's like pure That sounds right like there. something Mountain Dew would do. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, it, it's got a lot of stuff that I am super interested in. Um. And I love science fiction a lot, and there's not, like, once you watch, like, all of the good science fiction movies, there's, like, not a whole lot left, you know? There are very yeah. few science fiction or fantasy films that are, like, really done well, just because it's kind of difficult to do, um, at least on screen, in my opinion. So... But yeah, that's what I want to do. But maybe I should start with the books that I do have. Yeah, exactly. Um, but look, we've uh, gone for like almost an hour and a half. Uh, I'm going to get some food. It's yeah. almost noon. Um, 
this has been a good one. Again, uh, thanks to everyone showing up and be a part of the stream and part of the podcast. Um, Thank I streamed you this directly to YouTube, by the way, so it should be on there pretty much immediately. Um, nice. So, yeah. If you guys, uh, you know, have anything to add, you can definitely make comments to the, uh, to the YouTube channel on the videos there. And uh, maybe let us know, you know, what you guys want us to talk about, too. Bring up some topics. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we're done for the day. Adam, uh, thanks for, you know, being a part of this, too. I'm glad that I, you know, have a friend that's willing to, to be a part of, you know, this stupid journey. It's not stupid. Yeah. It's a journey, and it's great. It is a journey, yes. Yeah, but, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a joint effort for sure. But anyways, yeah. that's it for today. 